it's officially week two. Uh, welcome to week two of Windows and Mirrors. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, John O, and I'm joined by Keith. Uh, Keith Pinkney. Keith, Keith Pinkney. Sir. So, yep. What we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, jump on in Genesis chapter 25 to 28. Lots of stuff here. Man. One of the first things that you're gonna see is Genesis 25 starts off with this progress report. And what you're going to find through this book is as God makes this choice and as God continues to choose the least likely candidate, um, it's always going to seem like God made the wrong choice, Hmm. right? So it's going to talk about Nahor, Abraham's brother that God chose. And he had um, a bunch of kids. But when you get to Abraham, at the end of his life, this father of many nations mm. who is supposed to uh, father nation at the end of his life, he has two sons. Yeah. And one of them he had to send away. And the son that he just found his wife for, Isaac, has a wife that can't have kids. Mm. And that's the one that God chose. And so you constantly see this concept of God is choosing the least likely candidate and vindication doesn't even seem like it comes when it should come, right? You would expect, I, God, you, you told me that I was going to be the father of many nations. And now at the end of my life, I can actually see what it is you're trying to do. But Abraham dies here, not really seeing what God has done. Yeah. And in Genesis 25, like, Literally, Abraham sends Ishmael away and the rest of his concubines and the rest of his family that isn't from the promised line away with gifts, right? He sends them away generously. And I think the text is trying to show us that even though they're not the promised line, Abraham still, and God is very generous to the point where um, Abraham sends them away and they are not, they don't receive the inheritance. So this is unparalleled in the ancient Near East where you have, they were part of the inheritance. So in other words, Isaac should have gotten the rest of the slaves in the family. All of that stuff. But he sends them away with gifts. Um, And so I think God is trying to show his generosity. But to your point, John, Mm. um, just the reversal of human expectations, right? We we, we expect our lives to go a certain way. We all have a plan, a goal for our lives. And it don't we never got the way we think it should. God don't have the same God plan. Don't, he don't work on our timeline. He doesn't have the same plans. Right. And this plays out in the birth of Jacob and Esau, right? Right. And so in the ancient Near East, right, and in the Hebraic culture in general, the firstborn received the inheritance, the birthright, and the blessing. Right, right, right. And so yep. um, Isaac, hey, he's, his wife is barren. This barren woman motif comes through again in him, and he prays, right? And God yeah. gives him two children, <laughs> Jacob and yep. Esau. Esau is the oldest, but and Jacob right. is the youngest. But as we know, Jacob will receive the inheritance and God tells his wife that the younger, I mean, the older will serve the younger, right? right. And so God gives yep. her this promise beforehand that he, no, 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 no right. I, don't, I don't go, I don't work according to human time clocks, human timelines, right? I do things on my own accord in a way that you'd never expect so I can get glory. Amen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Genesis 26 too, right? There's a famine in the land, and what does God do? God comes in and God reaffirms his promise to Isaac and tells him, I will protect you. Yeah. And then Isaac finds himself in a place where he's in need of protection, just like his father, 
And he does exactly what his dad did, mm. right? God can promise all day that he'll be with us. And faith is not us just sitting in a room saying, all right, God, I trust you. Faith is putting our lives in God's hands and not trying to scheme our way out of things, even when it seems like we're in these tight spots. So he finds himself in a place as well where he goes to a town. He's like, yo, I know my wife's fine. They go, <laughs> they going to take her from me. <laughs> right, right. All right, all right. And so he comes into the town and says, all right, yo. When we get into the spot, tell him you're my sister, mm. but somebody can't, right? He can't keep his hands off her. And somebody looks and says, wait a minute, either y'all family nasty mm. or she ain't your, your sister, mm. right? Yeah. And then what takes place is Abimelech comes and says, listen, God told me, right? So what we have here is this. This supernatural intervention from God to protect him, yes. even after all of his scheming, Amen. what God does is God doesn't just say, I'm going to teach you a lesson and let you fall flat on your face because you schemed, even in the midst of all of his scheming, God comes through and actually protects him. One, showing the futility of all of his schemes to protect him, and two, showing the generosity of God. God is a protector. Um, yeah. And shoot, I hate it because this is the only day that we're going to spend on Isaac, yeah. but that's how the text mm. is written, right? Mm. There's lots of chapters about Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, mm. but we really only get this small snapshot of Isaac. Yeah. At the beginning of chapter 26, uh, God promised that he would protect him. Isaac spent his time trying to scheme. Mm. God protected him. But at the end of 26, mm. Isaac is wronged. This God is so with this man mm -hmm. that he is digging wells of water in a desert. And every time he does it, somebody comes and tries to take it from him. And he doesn't even put up a fight, yo. He just goes on to the next one. Like, that's the confidence of somebody that knows yeah. God's going to care for me. So it seems like yeah. Isaac gets this lesson mm. pretty quickly, and then we move on from his life. Yeah. And even, yeah, I think there's a word in there for that, too. Like, um, you know, someone said that, like, he's kind of overshadowed uh, by Abraham, and he's, um, the man was taken up pretty quick by Jacob, right, in, the, in Genesis. Right. And so... Isaac doesn't play a super significant role in Genesis, but when you go through the rest yeah. of the Old Testament, uh, God is still identified with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jacob. right? And he's mm. still one of the patriarchs. And that's for us. Like, man, we don't have to be super impressive, right? We don't have to have right. these big, grand, uh, do so many great things in the world. But as long as we're associated with Yahweh, our, um, the God of the Bible, our um, legacy is cemented in history yeah. and in eternity, right? And Isaac is as well. And so we move to Genesis 27, the story picks back up with with Jace, with Jacob and Esau, right? And so this 27 is a very long chapter. It is a very crazy thing. And the main thing that I uh, would love to just bring out about this chapter is that God chooses to bring about his redeemed, glorious family through a broken one, right? Right. And mm. we all have mm. broken families. And so that's why this text it's so crazy, right. you yeah. know, uh. Rebecca is for Jacob and Isaac yeah. is for Esau. 
and right. Rebecca and um and Jacob uh put up this scheme, right? And Jacob right. is literally deceiver, schemer, that's what his name means. And literally they come up with a scheme to steal the blessing from right. Esau, right? Right. And in the ancient world, when um a father, the the head of the clan, Isaac is the head of the clan, when he put the blessing on one, it was irreversible. Right. right. And so right, you right, see right. in this text, he, um, Rebecca and Isaac scheme against their father. Literally, it's so funny that the the text says that Isaac was blind, not right. or, or or couldn't see well, and um, he's old in age. And actually, I think the text is trying to say like it's a double entendre. Like he's literally old and can't literally see, but he literally can't see right. that his wife and his son are trying right. to scheme against him as well. Yeah. And so it's yeah. just like they're they're against each other, right? But God still uses this. Still use right. a broken family to yeah. bring about his redemptive purposes. And so, like, man, we may come from crazy backgrounds, right? We may have made some bad decisions in our life, but God still can use that. He can make beauty out of yeah. brokenness, man. Beauty out of chaos. Yeah. And that's what we're going to see over and over. It's the storyline that is repeated. It's not just a lesson for you to learn last week. It's going to be the same lesson that God continues to do this week. Y'all have a good day and be reminded... Yeah, God can continue to bring beauty from brokenness. Amen.